Hey, what is going on, guys? It's DK back at you with another video here to break down the Monday Night Football show and say we got the Cowboys and the Chargers. This should be a much better game than last night. Uh, should be a good amount of points scored in this one. If this is your first time watching or cover content for daily fantasy sports, NBA, NFL, and player pop sites like Prize Picks, Underdog, and Parlay Play. Guys, if you're not on Parlay Play, you can use the link down below for a $100 deposit match bonus, or you can use the code DKDFS. They do have NFL props, they have esports stuff, combo props, MLB. Um, so, again, if you guys are interested, the link is in the description. And if you're looking for premium content, more content for DFS or for prize picks, uh, underdog stuff, link is down below. Absolutely insane run. This is one of the most insane runs I've been on this last week. Uh, you can go check out my Twitter if you're interested, but uh, hitting at almost 170% ROI for NBA preseason this last week. Also, NBA DFS has been crazy too, just winning every single night. Uh, NFL props, NFL was solid yesterday, went seven and four on the main slate for props and uh, did uh, cash on the showdown slate. So, when when showdown slate doesn't go as as the public thinks, usually the sharp players win, right? So what what did the uh, fish do? You know they played fifty plus percent on Bills D, they played twenty percent Bills D in the captain, which is just a horrific play. Um, and the Giants honestly should have the the Bills D people should have been punished way more. Giants are on the one yard line twice and could not score right at the end of the half and then at the end of the game. Also, that was a hold on Darren Waller. So I went to a 3-3 stack. It was very unique. Again, Waller, 16%. Robinson, 25%. Hyatt, 11%. And Hyatt had that long catch call back, which really tilted me. Um, but I, yeah, I did 3-3 and had a really solid night. I only played in the low stakes. That was it. Again, I was focusing more on NBA stuff, but uh, was still a good night uh, overall. And again, you will notice that, right? You know, with the Chiefs, Jets, right? Everyone thought the Chiefs were going to dominate the Jets. Well, the Jets kept it very competitive, and you saw a lot of sharp players win the big money. Um, so, again, when, it, when a game doesn't go exactly like the public thinks, it's usually those sharp DFS players that do well. But when you see all the chalk hit, right, all the chalk and the game goes exactly how the public thinks, that's when the fish do good, and that's when the sharper players usually lose. Again, that, you'll, you will notice that trend in daily fantasy sports. Um, okay, so let's get into it. We'll start it off with Dallas. Uh, so on the Dallas side, we get Dak Prescott at the top of 10K. Uh, again, I think him and Justin Herbert of the two, probably Herbert is going to be more popular. Herbert a little bit more expensive, but also you, I think you could argue Herbert as the higher ceiling. Now with a, with a guy like Dak, um, he can run a little bit, you know, three, three carries, 24 yards, six carries, 14 yards, but usually a bit more of a pocket passer. Uh, we haven't seen a big game from Dak, but also be a little bit careful. A lot of these games have been massive blowouts, right? Against the Giants, 40 to nothing, 30 to 10 here, 38 to 3 here. And then on the other side, so they've been blowing out teams. And then against the 49ers, they get blown out. So, like, we haven't seen really a competitive game for Dallas yet. I mean, this, this game against Arizona, I guess, was the only real competitive, somewhat competitive game. Uh, so... I wouldn't read into the stats too much for Dak, and I think that will lower the ownership on him, right? I think people are going to box or watch and see, oh my gosh, Dak hasn't gone for 20 plus fantasy points once this year. I can't play him. Be careful, right? That's why you have to do a little bit more. Uh, you can't just look at stats and, and make assumptions from that. Look at what happened in those games. A lot of those games, Dak Prescott was not playing the fourth quarter because the games were massive blowouts. So I do think Dak's interesting for that reason. Now, Tony Pollard, I think, is in a really interesting bounce back spot here. Same thing, a lot of skill position Dallas players, right? Blowout, blowout, blowout. Like Pollard has barely played the fourth quarter in a lot of these games. So um, that's why I think the Dallas side is, is very interesting on this slate. Um, Pollard is basically a bell cow back, very involved in the passing game. And I'm not scared of the Chargers defense uh, team on defense. So I actually really like Pollard at this price point. I think he's going to be lower owned than he should be. 
CD Lamb 9K. Same thing I said about Dak. Same thing I said about Pollard, right? Most of these games, Dallas is blowing them out so they don't have to throw, and CDs is not playing in the fourth. Now, again, this game against the 49ers, they have the other side of the spectrum. They got destroyed. So, um, yeah, CD Lamb at 9K also has a massive ceiling. He's their wide receiver one. I think the main guys for Dallas look very interesting. I think all three are going to be under-owned because people are just going to box score watch. Uh, but you cannot do that, right? Almost every single game that Dallas has played in this year have been a massive blowout. Um, Cooks at 5-4 is the wide receiver 2. Gallup is 2.8K is the wide receiver 3. These guys are going to play majority of the game. Dallas doesn't really rotate receivers. Um, so, again, I don't really want to mention snap counts because all these games have been like huge blowouts. So, like, that's why I'm not really mentioning it. But, again, these receivers will play majority of the game in a competitive game. Cooks and Gallup. Cooks is 5-4. Kind of indifferent on him. He's averaging, you know, about 5 targets a game. Still a guy that, that can catch a deep ball. So, like, I'm fine with Cooks. I'm fine with Gallup. I think Gallup's a little bit easier to get to. Uh, you know, seven targets here, six targets here, five targets here, uh, 2.8K. Again, he's still a guy that, that can catch a deep ball as well. So the secondary receivers for Dallas, I think, are, are interesting plays in Cooks and in Gallup. Um, I do like Jake Ferguson. I think he's your safest, like, secondary target. Uh, he's a guy that can look to in the red zone a lot. And uh, he's playing a good chunk of the game as well. Uh, seven targets in three of the first five games for, for Jake Ferguson. Again, a guy that they are looking to in the red zone as well. So of these secondary targets, I think he's your safest. But you, I think you could argue that Cooks... And Gallup have a bit of a higher ceiling, but a lower floor. A little bit more boom or bust. Ferguson, I would argue, has a little bit of a higher floor, but maybe not as high of a ceiling as those other receivers. Uh, Aubrey, 5K. Again, feels a little pricey for kicker, but totally fine. Cowboys, D38. You know, neither defense is going to be super popular on the slate, so they're both fine. Rico Doddle's been operating as the running back, too. Uh, you know, five carries last game. Again, though, a lot of these games have been blowouts, but still, he, he's a guy that most likely in a competitive game, I would say probably plays around 20% of the snaps or so, which makes him playable on this slate. Kevontae Turpin, I'll mention him because he's not playing a lot, but like they'll bring him in for some trick plays. Uh, you know, he'll get carries at times too, right? One carry here, two carries here. Like, so like, I think Turpin's an interesting guy. He's like a gadget player. Uh, definitely viable on the showdown. Uh, definitely in play, really cheap. He'll see some snaps, and again, he's one of those gadget guys. Like when he's out there, he's probably getting the ball. Deuce Vaughn, uh, RB three. I would just rather play Dowdle for a little bit more. Uh, what else? Hendershot, I believe, is still. Uh, yeah, he's still on the IR. So you're gonna see um, Shoemaker be the the tight end too. Now he's not running a ton of routes, but he is averaging a little over a target a game over the last three games. So playable in like a, a large field tournament, kind of like the the Millie Maker here. And then there's one other guy I wanted to mention. Where is uh, Tolbert? He's been operating as the wide receiver four for Dallas. He's $200. Again, I don't think he plays a ton, but he'll probably see a few snaps. Okay, let's move on to the Chargers. So on the Chargers side, you got Austin Eckler, 11.2K. First game back. Now, um, again, he was in the IR. I haven't seen anything of a limit. He said he could have played the week before, but they wanted to take it uh, play conservative with him. So I think he's close to 100%. So I'd be pretty surprised if Eckler's on any sort of a snap count here. And with that being said, I'm, I expect Eckler to go back to his normal workload, probably like 60, 65% of the snaps, and just be super productive right uh, in his touches. And he's very involved in the passing game. So very safe play at the top. Again, we'll, we'll monitor the news. But like I said, I would be very surprised if he's on any sort of a limit. Herbert, 10.8K, has a pretty high ceiling count for 20-plus. Now, again, it's going to be really interesting to see what the ownership difference is with him and Dak Prescott. I will say I think Herbert has a little bit of a higher ceiling, but I also think he's going to be much more popular. And like I said, don't read too much into the DAC box scores, right? Every Almost every one of those games have been massive blowouts. So 
Uh, Herbert, I like, but again, I want to see what the ownership is with him and Dak. If Herbert's going to be way more popular than Dak Prescott, me personally, I think I'd be more willing to go to Dak in tournaments then, if that's the case. But again, ownership will uh, determine what I want to do here with the quarterbacks. Keenan Allen, clear wide receiver one, getting a lot of targets. Um, you know, last game, Mass Chalk was a bit of a bust, but I mean, he's averaging over 10 targets a game through the first four games. I have no issue if you want to go to Keenan Allen. He's going to play majority of the game. Josh Palmer uh, was a little bit banged up. It sounds like he'll be good to go. He's been uh, the wide receiver, too. If you take a look at last week and the snaps for Josh Palmer, they were really good. He played 56 of the 65 snaps, ran 32 routes. Um, Keenan Allen played 49 and 65 snaps, ran 32 routes. So basically, it was Palmer and, and Allen running like all the routes, 32 of the 33. So they basically ran almost 100% of the routes. Uh, Palmer, a little bit of a discount off Keenan Allen. I think he's in a weird spot, kind of in this mid-range where he might go a little bit overlooked. But I think Palmer's a pretty solid play here. Not really interested in Josh Kelly. Um, he's not been good in the, the games that Austin Eckler's messed up. He will be operating as RB2, and he will still get touches. Like, Eckler's not going to be a bell cow. But I have a pretty hard time paying uh, this price point for Kelly. Now, we know, right, this is what's going to happen. Kelly has been massive chocolate almost every single game that Eckler's been out. This is the game that Kelly's going to smash, right? We know it's going to happen and just troll everyone. He's going to fall into the end zone like two times. You, you know that's going to happen. And everyone's going to be, I would, I'll be upset too because I played Kelly one of those weeks too. I'll definitely be tilted if I see Josh Kelly uh, find Pater tonight. Um, Jared, however, is 4.6K. Uh, relatively safe value play, the tight end one. Uh, so last week, Jared Everett, Gerald Everett, uh, where is he? But 45 to 65 snaps are 19 routes. Reasonable, right? Uh, cheap price point. Should play uh, run a good amount of the routes. Fine with it. Quentin Johnson is 4.2. He'll be operating as the wide receiver three. Now, he didn't play as much, obviously, as Allen and Palmer. He played 33 of the 65 snaps on 23 routes. So 23 of the 33 routes, um, well uh, well over 50, 50% of the routes for Quentin Johnson. He's a guy that does have big play upside, and he's a big body, too. They can look to him in the red zone. So I think he's he's another you know uh, value play that does have a ceiling for sure. Chargers D, same thing said about the Cowboys D. Um, I think the Cowboys defense is better than the Chargers defense, but I don't think either defense is going to be popular on the slate. Spiller will be the RB3, might get one or two touches, but again, I'm not really interested in that. Donald Parham is questionable. Um, he was full participant in Thursday, Friday, so I assume he's going to go here. Now, he's the tight end, too, and he will run routes. Uh, he played 15 snaps last game, ran eight routes. Um, I think he's, you know, another guy you can look to in a millimaker setting. Uh, Davion, I wanted to mention, uh, or Davion, Darius Davis for the Chargers. So last week he played 12 snaps, ran six routes, but he's another one of those kind of like gadget guys, right? He's kind of like a um, Kevante Turpin-esque type guy, right? Three carries here, two catch on two targets, um, and he's almost at the same price as Kevante Turpin. So I would say literally get that Spider-Man gif out where it's like they're pointing at each other. That's Darius Davis and Kevante Turpin, right? I think this is like almost the same play uh, tonight. What else? What else? I think that's probably it. Trey McKitty, tight end three, 23 snaps, three routes. Stone Smart, 26 snaps, six routes. Um, I mean, they will utilize a couple other tight ends. Again, just millimaker type plays. I think that's it, though. So uh, thanks again for watching, guys. Again, if you do enjoy, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and we'll see you guys all in the next video.